Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Monday, it's the Western Walker Show Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Glad that you could join us. Walker Mill joins me right alongside of Josh Fitty Marlowe talking about the Carolina Panthers and all of their troubles. But now it is time to talk some college football and a lot happened this weekend. So let's get right to it. It is now time for the campus. Hona. Walker, let's get going. You are missing your cigar. You are missing your cut-off shirt because the Charlotte 49ers got the job done. They rallied from a 17-0 deficit, took a 33-26 overtime victory over Tulsa. Trexler Ivy, a game for the age. Yeah. 20 of 36, <laughs> 277 yards with a touchdown. Also rushed for a touchdown on the 49ers' last two possessions. He was 6 of 8, 94 yards, pass TD, rush TD, also added a two-point conversion, pass, 18 unanswered points. They put up 10 points in the second quarter. Demetrius Knight had 10 tackles. Dante Balfour had the game-sealing interception. Biff Pogey had a lot of love for the Charlotte fans that stuck in no matter what. Yeah, the 49ers surrendered over 400 yards of offense. We get all that. Also, kudos to them. Cut down on the penalty. This was one of the more penalized teams that you'll watch. Only four penalties in this football game. I don't know what type of punishment he inflicted on them to help them to stop with the penalties. And Charlotte also overcame going 5 of 16 on third downs in this football game to get the victory. How proud of you. Or how proud yep. are you of the 49ers? I mean, I didn't expect it to happen, Wes. I look, when you are down 17 to nothing early in the second quarter, I wasn't confident that this team was going to score 17 points the entire game. Yes. Let alone with still a whole half to go for that Tulsa offense. And we've seen Charlotte's defense slip quite a bit after the victory they picked up a couple weeks back against DCU. You're discussing a team that had 10 points in just two weeks worth of time let alone trying to score 17 to come back and put 33 total on the board with nine in the fourth, excuse me, with 11 in the fourth and then seven in OT to get the job done. The first quarter was bad, but they got a little momentum going at the very end when you score that one-yard touchdown run and you do so with just 29 seconds left to go in the second. You had some type of belief to go into the third and say, okay, even if our offense... <laughs> 10 points is usually good for a whole game. We got it in the first half. Trexler Ivy was throwing the football a lot better than what we had seen really up until uh, probably what, week two from Ivy when they were still doing the whole split QB thing. 
We thought Jalen Jones might be the guy the rest of the way. Not to be. Ivy comes in and has 277 yards passing. The one touchdown pass. You have Rutledge go off for 92 yards. The big plays. Mack. Somebody that was there as, a, I believe, a Will Healy holdover. Mack had been in this program for quite some time. And he's the leading receiver. Somebody goes for over 100 yards. Yeah, man. I'm excited. I'm glad that Charlotte got this win. And I think this was a monster win for Biff Pogey because things have been going so terribly wrong. You had the discipline, the lack of discipline following their loss to FAU. You had the suspensions and you go into a 17 to zero hole to start this game for you to come back out, go three and six. Now overall two and three in the conference. No, it's not a great record, but man, it's enough to stop the bleeding from the discourse that would have followed had that 17 to nothing hole you dug for themselves for themselves. If that would have held true the rest of the game, then yeah, who knows what we're talking about with Biff Pogey and his future. And so when you look at Charlotte, the rest of their schedule, they've got Memphis that right now sits at 7-2. and two. That's going to be a tough game for them to get. But they do get them at home. And then Rice and South Florida are both teams that are under 500 right now, currently both sitting at 4-5. and five. Do you feel like that this win is going to get them going in the right direction because um, – I think it could help. A comeback win like that, you never know what it could do for a team. Trexler-Ivy, this could be the beginning uh, of a nice career for him. And so I'm going to say, yeah, I, I do think this will get them going in the right direction. Not to say that they'll win out, but I think that this team is going to be competitive. And I think they're going to get another win, maybe two before the season's done. But I'll definitely say I think they get at least one more win before it's all said and done. I, that, that's fair. Wes... <laughs> This team is wild week in to week out. Yes. I have no clue what I'm going to get. I don't even know who's going to start at QB yeah. every single week. <laughs> We're told that it's going to be Jalen Jones the rest of the way, but then it's Trexler Ivy because Jalen Jones can't throw. At first, when he does have his nice game where he was the highest graded Trexler Ivy, that is, at the beginning of the season, he had the game where he was the highest graded offensive player, purely a pocket passer. I thought he might be the guy the rest of the way, but he can't do it. And so now, at the end of this game, Biff Pogey is saying, yeah, he's a walk-on, and he's not going to be a walk-on for long. But then you go back in the middle of the season, remember all that smoke that he had for his QB during the halftime interview before he's walking off the field. How bad Trexler Ivy was performing. The defense, as soon as I think that I can rely on them to hold teams under 20 points consistently and not allow as many big plays, they allow big plays to Navy. They allow FAU to just throw all over the yard. So I, it's the most unpredictable team that I've seen with Charlotte. Like, I just have zero clue. Part of because of what the coach is telling us, what we see every single Saturday, it's crazy unpredictable. I hope that Ivy is this good next week. I certainly hope so. But, Wes, I don't even know if he'll play next week because of the thing, because <laughs> of the trend that we've seen. I would think he starts and then he'll maybe has the bad performance for Jones to come back in. But, man, Trexler Ivy, shout out at least to getting the big win against Tulsa because that was huge and on the road, which uh, I, I think means something. Tell them you just got to take it week to week. But, listen, this past week we had Kevin Todd, Vegas Mistake, come on and say, put your Skrilla on the Tigers. I also went along with him and said that I think that Dabo's Fury is going to propel them to get this victory over Notre Dame. Fitty, run that Dabo sound that we've got. I mean, it was awesome. They were awesome all day. Uh, I think they had like four or five punts in a row. It was a great finish. Um, it's kind of been that type of year, but this today we made one more play, and I'm just really.
really proud of the fight with the guys. I'm really happy for our players. Speaking of fight, you said this team will not stop fighting despite adversity. What kind of fight did you see from a decimated offensive line? Well, listen, yeah, we had 10 or 11, start, 10 or 11 starters out. You know, we've got um, Lyman in there, Trent Howard, <laughs> freshman Harris Sewell against what great football team, and they battled their asses off today. And I'm really proud of them. Listen, man, this is the year of football coaches getting get back. I mean, we've seen it week after week, coaches coming after they hear what people are saying about them. And so Clemson comes out for Coach Dabo Sweeney. He earned his 166th career win to pass College Football Hall of Famer Frank Howard for sole possession of the Clemson record for career head coaching win. They improved to 63-3 at Death Valley in the college football playoff era. They've had at least one win against an AP Top 20 team in Death Valley in nine consecutive seasons. Then, according to Stats Perform, they became the first Power 5 team to defeat a starting quarterback five times since the Miami Hurricanes posted a 5 to zero record against the Florida State Seminoles in games started by quarterback Chris Ricks from 01 to 04. Clemson committed zero penalties in the game, its first penalty-free game since committing zero infractions in the 1952 Gator Bowl. They won the turnover margin, and they got 186 rushing yards and two touchdowns out of Bill Moffitt. And one trend for Clemson this year, they lost uh, games where they outgained the other team but then in this game they were outgained by Notre Dame 329-85 still got the victory 31-23 Sam Howe two interceptions including a pick six to Jeremiah Trotter Jr. What do you think about this football game and are you buying stock in Clemson for 2024? One just going back to the soundbite I like that Dabo worked himself up enough to have you buy stock. At first, he was being very <laughs> diplomatic. You know, it was great. We're going to fight. We're going to claw. We're going to do all that coach speak stuff. And then by the end, we finally got the true feelings of Dabo saying you need to buy all the stock because of this win against Notre Dame. Wes, if I told you that Cade Klubnik had a better performance than Sam Hartman, mm-hmm. despite throwing for 109 yards and one interception and one touchdown pass, even with big game Sam Hartman's reputation, <laughs> I would have had a hard time believing you. But it's true. This was always the fear about Notre Dame and their chances to beat Clemson. It was we've seen Sam Hartman go 0-4. 0-4 against the Tigers heading into this game. And they've had offensive talent. We've talked about it before. Wake, uh, West, your Wake team was getting disrespected in that regard. Yes. He's finally going to big old Notre Dame where they're going to have a better career. They're going to have better weapons. They're going to have a better unit around them. And man, same old, same old Sam Hartman shows up. I don't like it for Sam. I want him to be better. I want him to be better for himself to make the transition into the NFL. Just because I don't like seeing somebody struggle as much. But man, 0-5 against Clemson, two key interceptions, 13 for 30, less than 50% completion percentage, and two turnovers that you cannot have if you're going to be even this Clemson football team 
it was a story that we were familiar with that ended up giving the Tigers that victory. Yeah, I'm going to buy stock on Clemson for 2024 just because history tells me so. And then I think that sometimes, you know, not to say that Clemson was complacent by any stretch of the imagination, but when you're used to being dominant, sometimes those times are going to come where you need that wake-up call, where you need that kick in the butt. And I think that's what Clemson has gotten this offseason. I think last year it was a quote-unquote down year for them, but they still won 11 games, still won the ACC. So it was still kind of like, eh, you know, we'll be okay. But this year I feel like they hit not necessarily rock bottom, but pretty doggone close. And I think that that's got Dabo and his staff, and I think they're going to go out this offseason and do the things that they need to do to be able to get themselves back into national contention. So I, I love that he said that post game. This team, you could tell I did the highlights for this game, and you can check those out on the ACC Digital Network along with all the other ACC action from this weekend. And I just felt from the jump that Clemson came out motivated. They came out ready to go. You could tell that they were inspired to come out and win this football game, and they did get the job done. And really quick, Sam Hartman, he's got to go down as one of the most disappointing transfer portal uh, investments. When you look at what Notre Dame put into this situation, and I don't blame the kid for taking the money by any stretch of the imagination, but when you look at what Notre Dame thought they were going to get out of this, they thought the ROI, the return on investment, was going to be a trip to the college football playoffs, one of the nation's best offenses. They thought that old little old Wake Forest, he's making such a significant upgrade and that Sam carried the old Demon Deacons. Well, now we see that this is not the case. Yeah, he put up a lot of stats in Winston. He was fantastic. But there were a lot of games where the defense had to help him out. His only signature win at Wake Forest was against NC State. Every big game that he played in, he struggled. And we see this yet again. His ACC House of Horrors went right to Louisville, lost again, multiple turnovers again. Same thing at Clemson. Sam Hartman in Notre Dame's first five games, 70% completion percentage, 14 touchdowns, zero interceptions. 14 to 0 touchdown to interception ratio. Almost 11 yards per attempt, and they go 4 and 1. Sam Hartman in the last five games for Notre Dame 56% completion percentage, 4 touchdown to 7 interception ratio. Awful. 7 yards attempt, 3 and 2 record for the Fighting Irish as the competition went up. Sam Hartman started to struggle, mightily so, Wes. And man, whew, you talk about a tail of two different quarterbacks from mm-hmm. the first five games to the last mm-hmm. five games. This is why there were some Wake Forest fans and some ACC fans that were a little hesitant to jump on the Sam Hartman bandwagon. That was often running, boy, at the beginning of this season. Yeah. And I get it. Like He was playing crazy. He was playing really well. But we needed to see it against the top-notch competition, and we didn't see it. And so now it's an all-too-familiar story for the former Wake Forest QB turned Notre And last thing, Irish. too, is that we saw it last year when Wake hid him from adversity when they lost games, not letting them talk to the media and things of that nature. And I was like, how is he going to deal with going to Notre Dame where they're expecting to get to the college football playoffs? And so at this point, you more than likely finish the season uh, unranked, and I'm sure Notre Dame fans certainly would love to get their green back in another way. I like Gas House Earl saying, <laughs> I thought ROI was risk of interceptions. The ROI was high. <laughs> it was high for Notre Dame. No doubt about it.